Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for another day that you have added to our life, that grace that you have placed upon us, the opportunity that you give us to learn from our mistakes, to look forward towards our journey in the light with you. Another opportunity, Lord, to learn from you. And you call each of us by name to come to you, to be with you. So that as we learn, we make amends, we make corrections to our path. And you show us through your word that it is up to us, for you respect our free will. You provide us with all the resources, with all the education, and with your grace, that we might have that boldness to step out and do it. You open up our understanding, you pour out your revelation, Father. You touch our lives and you fill us with your peace and your joy. That as we commune with you and as we place all our cares, our concerns, our worries, our questions, all our limitations, all our failures, all our crowns before you, in complete surrender, then you are willing to step in and show us the way out. We thank you, Father. And we share that same peace and joy with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you personally. And you bid us come closer to you to have that personal relationship with you that you might confer your royal priesthood upon your people. That communion. So that when your anointing sits upon our life, then everything around us must align in accordance with your will. Your abundance that you have planned for us, your dominion where you said be fruitful and multiply and subdue. We thank you, Father. We share your peace and joy with all those that are part of this praying family. We share it with all those that do not know you and all those that do not want to know you. And we ask for a quickening in their spirits, Lord, that they might see the same light, that they might know your truth. When your glory is shining through, revealed to them, then it is that truth by your spirit that sets each one free. We also share it with all those that we are lifting up in our prayer today, Father. That your mercy touch their lives. And as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. The most high. The one who is the lifter of men, the Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords. The one who leads us in the way we should go. The source of all light and truth. The God of overflow, the God of miracles, the Holy One of Israel. And we pray in the name of your son Jesus. That truth that you gave us, through which we are set free. It is through him that we have been brought salvation. It is he who is our daily bread that feeds our spirit. It is he who shall come to judge the quick and the dead. But before that gives us the opportunity to be quickened. He calls each one by name. The rider on the white horse who leads us in the day of battle. The one who is our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification and our redemption. And we pray in the name of his spirit, 
the spirit of the living God, the hand of the creator that brings restoration. And that is what we reflect on today. The Lord who in the midst of his people is mighty and only does wondrous things. He is the seal of the age to come. He is the scepter in the hand, the symbol of power of the king of kings, Jesus. It is he who changes the times and the seasons. And it is that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, now given to be with us. But Jesus promised us, I will never leave you. Given to us to be with us, even unto the end of our time. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer. And with the angels, with destiny, help us to fill all the gaps in between. We thank you, Lord, that you provide all our needs in accordance with your riches, in glory through Jesus. And you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. You make it available to us and you bid us come and claim. We thank you, Lord, that you look upon us with your eyes of love and mercy. And it is your will that none should perish, but all should be brought to eternal life into your kingdom. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you that your name is faithful. That you are ever faithful. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. We thank you for that love, that unchangeable love in your faithfulness. We thank you, Jesus. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make as well as every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. By your precious blood, Jesus, we declare it as our hedge of protection in the spirit. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of these, the family of the Holy Spirit prayer group, Lord. Protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters, any spiritual attacks. Israel. I declare divine exemption in the name and by the blood of Jesus. And I command angelic protection in his mighty and unmatched, all-powerful name, the name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord. From Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. And I declare, each of us declares, Lord, that it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we sent it. And we send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that power of life on our tongue and the discernment to choose it in every instance, no matter what our physical eyes perceive. Doubts and fears, we still choose life and speak it. Thank you, Lord. 
Today, I'd like to reflect on the six-day process of God's restoration. I'd like to look closely at Genesis chapter 1. Now, this was not just a process of building or rebuilding, should we say, the earth. But this is the exact same process, I believe, for each of us as well. Our physical lives, our earth, our realm in the earth. And the reference here is from Genesis 1 verse 2 onwards. I'd like you to look at yourself and your challenges and how you had transformation when you were called. Every time there is a mention of the earth, put yourself there. And it says the earth, verse 2, one was the earth was formless and void and empty. And darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. His attention was on it. Now let's look at every person that is saved. They first started with sin and utter failure, chaos and confusion in their lives. Nothing seemed to be going right. It was as if every situation was cornering them, seeking to strangulate them. Darkness all over the surface. Until they came to the realization and just relate this with each of our own lives. I look at it as mine as well. It came to the realization that their life was going nowhere. And they surrendered to God to let him take over. You were that void and formless earth when you came to Jesus to be saved, to be healed. The Holy Spirit was hovering over you, waiting. <clears throat> And then as you were ministered to, God said, let there be light in this life. When God said, let there be light, what did he mean by light? First, a realization that we messed up. <clears throat> Followed by repentance. And that's the qualifying criteria to draw his attention so that his spirit hovers over you which you see John the Baptist mentioning it in Matthew chapter 3 and then in Matthew 4, Jesus himself as well said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is about to come to your life. That's the qualifying criteria to draw his attention. And then you acknowledge Jesus. And that's when he pours his grace, his knowledge, his information, his understanding, his wisdom that combines all of them into application. His light. His light that opens our understanding, releases his favor and brings transformation. Now there starts to be a movement around us and in us because that light comes from the word of God. And it says, when you look at verse 4, the Bible says, And God saw that the light was good. 
that what it was doing in you, he confirmed when he says God saw, he confirmed, he ensured that what it was doing in you is good. And then he goes on to set up the rest. Once the eyes are opened, he sets up the rest. He called the light day and darkness night. Now when we are saved, there is still some ignorance, some of our bad ways that are still in us. And he says, come as you are. So there is still light now that is he has introduced, but there is also the existing darkness. That has to be dispelled by this light. That is where our education, our reading from the word, meditating on it, observing to do according to what it says, is how that light starts to grow. That's Joshua 1.8. That's how the light starts to grow. That's how all our failures start being eliminated one by one, where that one, Joshua 1 verse 8 says, then you shall make your way prosperous. Then you shall have success. As also Romans 8 verse 28. Now, because you have come to him, he starts turning things around. For the good of those who love him and whom he has called according to his purpose. You are already within his calling now. So what does he do there? Your darkness. That was your ignorance and your failure and the wisdom that you received from the word that points out that darkness in your life. That is what he is referring to as the day. The day and the night. And the day is where you can now see. Whereas the night was and perceive and discern, whereas the night was where you couldn't. Couldn't see, couldn't understand where is the way out, what is the answer, what is the solution. So his education through the word gradually enables you to see in this light. To see and know the truth, so that this truth then sets you free from bondage. Are you seeing that connection with your life and going over the process that you went through? And for those of you that are listening to it and have not been through it, but are asking God for his mercy, this is what you will go through. The interesting part here is that it always says evening coming first and then the morning and evening and morning came. So first you will go through that trouble, that darkness. The storms, the challenges show up. And they will try to squeeze or press upon you even further. But as sure as that evening came, his word says the morning also comes. That piercing light that offers freedom from those limitations. That illuminates the day that opens up your understanding. Now before being saved, People generally are of a single existence and that is typically in the flesh, the fleshly ways. They likely don't know much about the spirit. They are not awakened. They don't know anything about spirit, soul and body. And as it progresses, you see in verse 6, Genesis 1 verse 6, it says God separated that single existence which was largely due to the fleshly ways, the chaos and confusion in it, 
with no concept of the spirit in us, he now separates and creates the firmaments. Spiritually speaking, in your context, that is where your spirit is activated and made alive. The realm of the spirit and the realm of the earth are both made alive and awakened in you. You are given recognition of them. And it's only after this that the favor starts working when he works with your spirit that he has quickened. He first establishes his presence with the person being saved and then gets into restoration and then solves the problems in the earth that is a physical problems by raising us up through his light, through his wisdom. And then when you go on to read subsequent verses here, he talks about blessings and favor on the earth. And that is how he gave us the mystery of Genesis. A new beginning. All the old in your life must pass away and all things be made new. That Genesis, that process, everyone must go through. That's where your new birth, your born again experience takes place. But in most cases, what do most people do? And this is why it becomes important to be intercessors. Most people sit tight. We've been through that as well. And we wait till we have exhausted all our resources, all our intelligence, all our capabilities. For unless and until we are completely surrendered and open to this process of Genesis taking place in us, God cannot work. We have to be in a position to completely let go. So he waits for us to break down completely. That is why when you see in many revival sessions where there are retreats going on, some people get blessed and some don't. It is the extent of that surrender, that emptying out, that decides how much of space you allow God to work with. The lesser we allow, the lesser he can do. But those that surrender completely to him, you will see there are some that will cry out and give off their everything. They are the ones that take back that grace with them. They are the ones that will receive restoration. But this understanding must be borne in mind when we pray and intercede for others as well over all their challenges and their limitations. So it will help us explain to them why that surrender is important. And then when we pray with them, when we make that prayer of agreement, and they open themselves up in complete surrender to God, that is when his hand is free to express. When I say his hand, the Holy Spirit is free to express himself in their lives and do all that it takes. For that is his love for them. He will do all that it takes to bring them home. The prodigal son, which was once lost and is now found, that hundredth sheep, 
everyone that has been through that restoration and born again experience will tell you the same story. No matter the variations in it. There are many variations, but in the end, it's all that one restoration. We must bear that in mind as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for that understanding, that wisdom, Lord, that discernment that amidst all challenges, that ability to explain to our brothers and our sisters. And as we reflect on our own journeys as well, Lord, to see where is it that we have lacked? Where is it that we have fallen short in our commitment to you? And I ask for a renewed approach so that when we pray, we insist that all the old must pass away and all things be made new, all things. And that in every circumstance, every situation, knowing that you work for the good of those who love you and whom you have called According to your purpose, you only work for their good. Your favor must start chasing them from that very day when your mercy and your grace is released. We ask for that edification, that understanding, Lord, in our spirit. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of stronghold, all kinds of, sorry, all kinds of sickness and disease. Those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially prayerlessness, ignorance of your ways and your word, Lord. Your systems of advantage that you give us, your principles, promises and prophecies. Those that are battling poverty yoked under it. And busyness in our lives. We pray all fam for all families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division and separation. We also pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends, Lord. Let there be a liberation from bondage this day. Through your light, through your truth, Father. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our prayer and our faith, making this our prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe this is an answered prayer. When we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you thanks, Father, for that testimony that you are now working in the lives of those that we raise up in our prayer today. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hasara Kianda, 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 Hasara Kianda,
Sunda kana ni ya sarakana 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 ni ya sar
Scriptures that being put on my heart today is from Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. As therefore you receive Christ Jesus, the Lord, so live in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have two scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6, quoted from the Good News Translation, where it is written, The God who said, Out of darkness the light shall shine, is the same God who made his light shine in our hearts to bring us the knowledge of God's glory shining in the face of Christ. The second one, is from book one, the righteous and the wicked contrasted. This reflection says, blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God. 
is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit down in the seat of scoffers, ridiculous. But his delight is in the law, in the law of the Lord. And on his law, his precepts and teachings, he habitually meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree firmly planted and fed by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers and comes to maturity. This is Psalms 1, verses 1 to 3. And it has been quoted again from the Amplified Bible, further below again. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters with the Lord, Brother Savio's practical reflections coming from the Holy Spirit, our daily rosary and divine mercy sessions and the Friday Bible teachings, please share those links for people to join on Zoom or YouTube. They can join live or they can even listen to and pray with the recordings which are available on YouTube, on our Spotify podcast page and on our Facebook page as well. Also a reminder about our Bible study session for tomorrow evening. It is a continuation in our series on God's system of advantage. This is the second part. And in it, we will learn how God actually set us up at an advantage over all else on earth. We will learn about God's covenants given to man and his kingdom principles designed to provide that edge in any situation. We have shared links on YouTube, on our Telegram group as well this morning. And shortly will be posted on our Facebook page as well. Links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube. Please share those and invite your family and friends to come and join us on Friday. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Thursday, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Yes. God bless everyone. God bless everyone. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Russell.